me some Anderson Pac. One of my favorite artists, especially when he teams up. So this is this is no worries get bigger. I love knowledge. Knowledge is one of my favorite producers. I, I play a lot of knowledge beats on the show. People ask me about the music all the time. Like people are people are enthralled by the music that I play. That's I, I don't want to give away all my secrets, man. But if you want to find if you're doing a if you're doing a podcast or a radio show or a TV show. Or you're just bumping around like you're just driving around the beltway. You're just on, on, on beltway sitting in bumper to bumper traffic in DC. If you got Jay Dillon instrumentals and you got Pete Rock instrumentals and you got DJ Premier instrumentals and you got Knowledge instrumentals and you got Mad Lib instrumentals, you're doing pretty good for yourself. That's some pretty good music to vibe to for hours like if i'm if i'm driving i i drive a lot i don't really like to fly i'm not like john madden and rest in peace to john madden i'm not john madden i'm not a person that 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 has the the lance jake cruiser i will fly but if i can drive somewhere i'll I'll drive i drive from nashville to dc frequently probably more than i should because a lot of theater getting into bwi i'm worried about the 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 covid and all these variants and, and sitting next it's funny that they they space you out at the airport, they space you out six feet from each other, right? So you're you're at the airport and you're and you're standing six feet away from each other while you're going into the gate and, and taking your shoes off and going through all of that. Then as soon as you get on the plane, you're you're sitting next to 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 Skippy that has COVID. It's trying to hide his symptoms. It's just it's just very it's just very interesting. And so the thing that we do is like you 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 got to wear the mask, and I'm I'm pro mask, I'm pro vaccination, I'm all of that stuff. But you gotta wear the mask, which which I'm a mask person, but but yeah, you go into your local, I don't know, Olive Garden, TGI Fridays, and you're not wearing a mask then. So for basically you're saying that the 45 minutes that it takes you to to get your southwestern egg rolls, that that COVID takes a break. So it's just like, oh, you, you know, he's knocking out, he's eating lunch. So COVID, we can't infect people while they're eating lunch like we're gonna, we're gonna take 45 minutes while he's eating his lunch and then and then he has to put the n95 back on when he's done eating his lunch that's you know just kind of annoying so i i tend to drive places and not fly and, and try to stay at hotels that are at limited capacity and try to stay away from people and keep my mask on and, and all of that stuff because i want to stay healthy i want to stay well so i can be on the radio and i can and i can entertain the masses but one of the things that, that i did want to talk about and I was, I was having this conversation. I was having this ongoing conversation with some of the people that 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 I'm friends with, and, and individuals that that I speak to on social media, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook. I was very blessed. I went to a school. I went both to a high school and college with some really brilliant and talented people. It's just um, I try not to talk about my upbringing and and the the church that I grew up in but but I went to school I went to an HBCU and I went to a a, a historically black boarding school before that and it was the same Christian structure I went to college with a lot of people that I went to high school with a lot of them could sing I was in Oakwood Aeolian and and shout out to shout out to Lloyd Mallory so a lot of people in in DC know Lloyd Mallory a very well-known commodity and in Baltimore from from his time at, at Morgan State and, and his co- connections with Dr. Carter. 
And shout out to my man, Jason Ferdinand, who's the director of, of the Oakwood University Aliens. And I sang, I basically sang my way through college on a singing scholarship. And I was a pretty decent singer. There were only maybe 30 to 35 people that were considered kind of the varsity, so to speak, singing team. And I was, I was a varsity baritone. I was one of, I was one of the better baritones in school and had taken voice and, and, and could sing in German and could read music and all of that stuff. We toured, we went all over the world. We went to Caribbean, we went to Europe. We, we toured, we'd always be in LA or Miami or something like that. And this is, this is while I'm in college. So a lot of my time in college was spent on the bus, singing. We'd go, we'd sing four or five concerts in a weekend. We'd, we'd do a Saturday night concert. We'd do a Sunday morning. We'd go to church on Sunday. We'd go to a couple churches on Sunday morning. We'd do a Sunday night concert. And maybe we'd do a Monday concert at a school. And that was my life. And I, and I, John and April Nixon, I sang with them. We had some really talented people. And I went to, I went to, I went to high school and college with some really talented people that could sing, talented people that, that were amazing orators. And just, just some smart boss people that were going to grow up to be doctors and could grow up to be lawyers and grow up to be business owners and grow up to be very extraordinarily talented, 10th, successful, beautiful, gorgeous brilliant black excellence that's the type of people that that i went to school with and over the course of time it's it's funny because you see now that i'm more than 20 years out of of college you you see how people are separated and you see what people have gone to do with their lives and it's very interesting to me because there's so many extremely talented people that i went to school with but what i've noticed as adults it's not just about the talent. And we talk about this analogy in sports, and I know those that are in healthcare talk about it all the time. It is not necessarily the people that I went to school with that were the best singers naturally, meaning that they were born into greatness and they had talent. You had two parents that were great singers. You had a, you had a parent that was a, a world-class pianist or a world-class person on the cello or flute. You had parents that that were PhDs and 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 your your vocabulary and vernacular was second to none, even at age 13, 14. Some people just have that skill. I, I like to say all the time, I was I was born nice on this microphone, man. My my grandfather was Charles Bradford. If you don't know who Charles Bradford is, you 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 look him up. You can find him on YouTube, even in his late 80s, preaching up a storm. And I knew that when I first sat behind a microphone that I was going to be good at this because I was born to be good in this. It was my DNA. It's just like Bronny James being able to do a windmill dunk. I was going to be able to pick up a mic and be able to talk for a living and, and do a heck of a job because that's in my DNA. That's who I am as a person. But what I've noticed over the years, talent and DNA, that's, that's not enough. The people that I know are that are the most successful people are the people that had the crazy work ethic. The people that were strategic, the people that worked the hardest, the people that mastered their craft. It wasn't usually the most talented individual. And the common denominator about the people that I see that are the most successful that that not only have, have just because all the people I went to school with are successful. I mean, they're all 
they're all great family people, men and women of honor, doing fantastic things. But those that have gone into the stratosphere, those that are best in class, those that are flirting with GOAT status, they're grinders. So people ask me all the time, they say, well, hey, James, in your transition from being a healthcare executive and doing the things that you've done, I, I see what you're doing. I have a dream. I have a passion. I have a business that I want to start. I want to go into business for myself. I want to be my own boss. I want to pursue my dreams. And I always say, before you do that, I want to ask you three questions. And this is if you call me for advice or you, you reach out to me for advice. The first question is, are you willing to work until three or four in the morning for something that you're not getting paid for? Because when I started this show, I was mixing shows. I was doing a podcast. I was going to Starbucks. I couldn't afford internet because I was broke living out in Seattle. I was, I was doing most of this show before Paragon 7 Studios, before all the cameras, before the Black Magic Cinema cameras, before I had the ability to go out and get top quality microphones and get a roadcaster. I did this for free at three in the morning. I was producing shows in Apple iMovie. And are you willing to do that? Are you willing to continue to do the shows? Are you willing to do this when only 38 people watching? Because I was getting 38 clicks on YouTube. People are like, man, you know, the show's dope, but you spend a lot of time and energy in this. You know, why don't, why don't you quit? You really don't have the, the views. You're not going viral. Everybody's obsessed with going viral. I'm going to talk about that later in the week. But you're not going viral. I knew that I was getting better. I was willing to continue to invest in it, but I wasn't getting paid. I didn't get paid to do the show for, for six years. I was losing money doing the show. So are you willing to do this? Are you willing to grind when you're not getting paid? The second thing is, are you willing, and, and, this, and this is very important, if you got to go out and get a second job to finance your dream, are you willing to swallow your pride and go work seasonal at Target or go work seasonal during Christmas at UPS delivering packages or go clean toilets on Saturday nights to make a few extra dollars so you can finance your dream, so you can open your own business, so you can get the equipment that you need, so you can get the education that you need to get to the next level. Are you willing to do that? Because I have so many friends that have master's degrees. Some of them have two master's degrees. I ain't flipping no burgers. I'm not cleaning no toilets. I'm not doing no manual labor. I'm not painting a house. I'm above that. And if you think that you're above the grind, if you're not willing to invest everything that you have to work that extra job, to do demeaning stuff, to drive a forklift, to do stuff that you don't necessarily want to do because you think that you're too smart to do it, to think that you've graduated from it, then you're not at that place. And then the final thing is, are you willing, if you're in your 40s and, you've, and you find your calling, and let's say that you're a lawyer or a doctor, you've put in work, You've gone to grad school. You got a terminal degree. You're 15, 20 years into your career. And you decide, you know what? I want to open my own cupcake business. Or I want to, I want to, I want to buy into an HVAC heating cooling business. Are you willing to go back to school or be someone's apprentice and learn a new skill at 40, 45 years old when, you're, when your spouse may think that you're going crazy? Your parents may ridicule you. Your friends may ridicule you. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to put everything on the line for your dream? 
Because the people that do that, the grinder, the person that's up at three in the morning, the person that's willing to invest their money, the person that's willing to go back to school, the person that's willing to scrub excrement off of toilets, that's the person that's going to succeed. That's the type of person that I want on my team. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. When I'm not doing the health cast, I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration.